Right. You could go on Fiverr and get some guy and mm-hmm. say, hey, here's, you know, a hundred bucks. Give me a thousand backlinks. Right. And these backlinks are just from some made up websites and domains that they purchased. You know, they have on there and they just link it to your website. Here's the deal. Google is extremely smart. Their search algorithm is AI driven now. So okay. even their own engineers aren't even up to date with exactly what the algorithm is ranking in its hierarchy. That is one of the biggest mistakes I see people make. And I can tell you from firsthand experience that there's no shortcut to getting your site ranked these days. Because the fact is, Google is getting better every day at detecting quality websites with quality content. So those vaguely written blogs and low quality backlinks and other shortcut tactics don't work anymore. That's why I brought Josh Ngala, the CEO and founder of Regix SEO, onto the show to share a few tactical steps that'll help get your site ranked. I mean, number one thing, what all companies should do, whether you're a marketing manager at a company, whether you're a solopreneur, whether you're, you know, a guy with, you know, 20 people under them, it doesn't matter. The one place that you need to start is the foundation, which is keyword research. It's understanding who your customers are and how your customers are searching for the solutions that your business is providing. I'm your host, Ray Smith, and this is B2B Growth Hacks, a podcast powered by Speakerbox Media. Josh, tell me how, what brought you into the SEO world, man? Interesting question. I think right out of the womb, Mm -hmm. my mom looked at my dad and was like, this guy's going to be an SEO professional. (laughs) Got you. Got you. That's what it was. man. No, you know, I've always had like a a sales and marketing background. I went to the University of Houston, helped a lot of companies grow their their businesses Mm -hmm. and did more traditional advertising, branding campaigns and put together branding messages that would be used in more traditional advertising. And from there, kind of built up a client list. And a lot of my clients were saying, Josh, I kind of want to go digital. Right. Mm -hmm. I want to go digital. There was a shift of, hey, I don't really want to do these traditional ads anymore. I don't really know what kind of return I'm getting. All Mm. these other companies are contacting us about pay-per-click advertising, Mm. Google advertising. It's the new upcoming deal. And so from there, I was like, all right, I'm missing something here. And so I need to go digital. Mm -hmm. So I started up a little pay-per-click company. It's called 720 Convert. Conversions that come around more than once. Shouts out, 720 Convert. (laughs) <laughs> 720 convert, man. Those are the Wait, good where, days. Where was the 720? I 720. Be... I mean, it was. I was going to be 360. Okay. There were so many 360s oh, out there. And so I was like, you. I'm going to do 720. <laughs> and I was like, it's conversions that come around more than oh, once. I see what you're doing there. Got the you. double loop. Got 720. Mm-hmm. I was a skateboarder back in the day as well. So okay. 720 was just. Got you. In my nature. Okay. Yeah. Tony Hawk is back there. Got you. Got you. <laughs> that was the best game ever on yeah. Xbox, right? Yeah, right. Tony Hawk. It was. It was. The soundtrack on those games for right. the best. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, contacted all my clients and said, look, I, you know, I just went to the library, got everything there was to know about pay-per-click advertising. Got on Google, got certified, got mm-hmm. all the certifications, everything, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I'm pumped, ready to go. So contacted all my clients. I said, hey, you want digital? 
I can give you digital. I said, I'm going to do this for you for free. Just give me a budget, right? I'm going to start managing your campaigns and we'll do it alongside the traditional advertising. What I quickly realized is that there's a lot more to digital marketing than just pay-per-click advertising. Mm. Your Google ads, where do they go? They've got to go to a landing page or to a website. So you got to know the UX part of that. You got to know the, the website design portion of that. Right. You got to know the development portion of that. And I'm just one guy mm-hmm. trying to build a little side hustle. And so there's that. And then they want, you know, some social media graphics and then they want, you know, right. email marketing. You're the smartest right? so, guy in the room yeah, now. You, you so. do a little bit of one thing, right? And right. they say, this yeah. is my guy for online marketing. And so I realized, look, there's a lot more more to this that I need to learn mm-hmm. in order to really scale this thing. So I figured what's the quickest way for me to learn as much as I possibly can? Because I dove into pay-per-click for four to five months mm-hmm. before I really felt like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to give this a run. So I figured best way, quickest way, most efficient. I'm going to go work for some guys that are already successfully doing it. Mm. So I set up meetings all around town to other marketing companies, found a um, a 20 person operation out in Katy Mm. and was like, all right, let's, let's do it. And these guys already had all the the specialists. They had the graphic designers. They had the pay-per-click people. They had email Mm -hmm. marketing people. They had social media people, SEO people. And so that was the quickest way to just immerse myself into that environment and just start picking everyone's brain. And I really needed to chase that vision of where do I really want to take this thing But not only that, it's like you really want to figure out what that market is, Mm -hmm. right? You want to figure out, especially, I mean, it's competitor research at the same time. Mm -hmm. You want to figure out where are they falling short? What do they like about this model? What do they don't like about this model? So I did that for a few years. And as soon as I felt like, okay, I know exactly what the problem is with this industry. Okay. And I had that vision Mm -hmm. and I had the contacts. Mm -hmm. I split off. And that's how Regex SEO started. Wow. So, I mean, going into business, especially for yourself, was, I mean, did you always like think of yourself as being a leader in any sense or was that kind of innate? It's a good question. I consider myself a leader in some ways Mm -hmm. and in some ways not at all. Okay, got you. For me, it's always about progress. When I wake up, like I have a list, Mm. right? I have a list of things that I need to get done. And it's just about checking off that list. Mm. For me, it's about what that list is and who do I need around me in order to execute that list. So you look at yourself almost as a part of a team, like you're another player on the team, right? It's an absolute team. Right. Going back to the 720 convert days, that Mm -hmm. was a one-man operation. Right. There's no way that one person can do all of those things Mm -hmm. adequately. There's the jack of all trade guys out there, Mm -hmm. but there may be just a little bit above average of all of those things. I was out to find the best people at exactly what they love to do and what they're passionate about. And that's what they do for our clients. Like I don't want the guy who's writing content to also be the designer. Yeah. I don't want the guy who's who loves and breathes search engine optimization to also be trying to design ads right. for you know social media. You yes. know, it just yes. doesn't make sense. These guys that we have in our team, they're professionals. Right. And I am legitly nothing 
without the team around me. So that's so important. Sounds like a simple concept, but I mean, you see business after business, you see those one man operations and they, they start off great. And as you grow, it starts to constrict you rather than you think like, oh, I'll get to this point and then I'll hire someone, hire some help, but you never can free up the margin to get there. So that's awesome that, that you got there. Questions about SEL here. Like I told you before we talk, man, I've read two or three books on SEL. And after reading these books, these five-star rated books off of Amazon, I was left more confused (laughs) because one said one thing and one said another. So I wanted to bring you in, Josh, and just get down to the meat of what SEL is all about. Yeah. So where does a person start when they're approaching, when they're trying to come up with their SEO plan and they say, hey, I'm ready to do SEO. I kind of understand it. Where do you start? Yeah. I mean, number one thing, what all companies should do, whether you're a marketing manager at a company, whether you're a solopreneur, whether you're, you know, a guy with, you know, 20 people under them, it doesn't matter. The one place that you need to start is the foundation, which is keyword research. It's understanding who your customers are and how your customers are searching for the solutions that your business is providing. Mm. So if you're a dentist and you're doing crowns and you want more patients to come in to do crowns or teeth whitening, we need to understand how are people searching for those services. Mm -hmm. Once we understand how people are searching for those services Mm -hmm. and all the variations that people search for, We also need to understand what's the potential there. We need to figure out what the monthly search volume potential is for all of those different keywords. Okay. Next to that, we need to also understand who are the people that are already ranking for these keywords. Mm -hmm. Because within every great strategy, we also have goals. And where there's goals, there's got to be expectations. If somebody is a construction company in Houston mm-hmm. and they're searching for, you know, their customers are searching for customer construction companies in Houston, mm-hmm. we got to understand who's ranking for construction companies in Houston. We've got to understand how strong of a profile that they have. So that way we can put together a plan that's not only going to work for them, but that's also going to be profitable in the long run for them. Now, are you taking the keywords of those competitors and you're using those particular keywords from the actual, are you trying to create some similar keywords there? So at the end of the day, it comes back to your customers. If people are searching for construction companies in Houston and that's how they're searching for your company, we are going to need to have content Mm -hmm. and information on the websites related to those keywords. Competitor research is part of that foundation, 100%. We need to understand your competitors. So when we bring on a new client, we do this keyword research up Mm -hmm. front. We do the competitor research up front, and we lay all the data out on the table. Mm -hmm. We say, look, here is company A's Uh, competitor A's keyword strategy. Here's competitor B's keyword strategy. Mm. Here's competitor C's keyword strategy. Here are the website site maps or the organization of the information on the website for all three of those websites. Now here's where you're currently at. And then we identify where the opportunity is within that data Mm-hmm. And we, we show it to them and say, hey, this is exactly what we should be doing. And that's our that's our execution strategy right there. Awesome, man. Awesome. So let's also talk about backlinks. I think backlinks are very beneficial. They're great. Uh, some people do them right. Some people do them wrong. Can you speak a little bit to backlinking? So the big thing with backlinks is it's really evolved. 
way back when it used to be quantity over quality. And not only that, I mean, you could just get backlinks from wherever. You could go on Fiverr and get some guy in India and mm-hmm. say, hey, here's, you know, a hundred bucks. Give me a thousand backlinks. Right. And these backlinks are just from some made up websites and domains that they purchased. And, mm-hmm. you know, they have on there and they just link it to your website. Here's the deal. Google is extremely smart. Their search algorithm is AI driven now. So even their own engineers aren't even up to date with exactly what the algorithm is ranking in its hierarchy. But it makes logical sense that their algorithm is saying, look, a backlink from Forbes.com versus a backlink from some random website that doesn't get any traffic is going to be more valuable. And so we're seeing this shift of, look, it needs to be very PR driven. Mm -hmm. It needs to be quality backlinks. Mm -hmm. It needs to be content on that page Mm -hmm. that's relevant to your industry. Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't make sense for a construction blog to Mm -hmm. link to a podcast website. Right. You want business related websites, blogs, pointing to your website. And so quality is a big thing. And so Mm. our backlinks team, right, there's outreach managers or just guys with PR backgrounds Mm. that actually reach out to these publications, have relationships with these publications, and we get stories placed and linked back. That's a big thing. So if I get a backlink, let's say I get a backlink like on small town blog, you know, I had a friend, you know, start up a blog, probably had 100 people hit that blog. If I get a backlink on there versus something like the New York Times, are are they one and the same as far as how Google looks at it or? Definitely not. They're definitely not one and the same. In essence of, hey, there's one backlink, Mm -hmm. but again, it's the quality, what we call kind of juice passing. If the New York Times has a lot of, of traffic. They mm-hmm. have a lot of engagement. They have a lot of backlinks in themselves. Mm-hmm. That is a much stronger link mm-hmm. than a blog that doesn't have all that. And so in terms of juice passing, the major publication has a lot more juice. It's got a lot more weight. Perfect. You know, it's the same thing like if you're if we're not talking about backlinks and you know you're thinking about one a major life decision and you call your mom and your mm-hmm. mom you know, weighs in and she says, well, I think you should do this versus you talking to, you know, maybe a stranger at the bus stop and they say, don't do that, do this. Right. Like, right which right. one's going to hold more weight? Exactly. You know, right. probably the one from somebody who already knows you and, and raised you. Makes sense. So you actually have a, a team that actually reaches out to these media outlets, these websites, instead of just, you know, sending out, I don't know the voodoo they do, but the voodoo uh, they <laughs> do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you actually have someone that does that. I never, I, that's very like just smart to me. Like how does that I mean, kind of work? At the end of the day, it's real work getting done. There's that's, a strategy behind right. it within SEO. Great. It's a backlink. That's awesome. But also what is that backlink? What kind of value is that backlink also bringing the business or the mm-hmm. website? That referral traffic from that backlink is going to be very valuable. I mean, people are going to be right. reading it. There's right. an audience right. there, right? right? These a, are established publications right. with readers. I mm-hmm. mean, that traffic, it's exposure, wow. one, it's impressions, right. two. I mean, the link to the website, that's yeah. just, you know, added benefit. So you're killing two birds with one stone is what I'm hearing. I mean, you're getting the PR side of that also, and you're getting this weighted backlink, you know, from this publication that tells Google, hey, this is a a credible site and boost your ranking for sure overall wow for sure that's mind blown boom 
So <laughs> let's talk about like, I've heard a lot about like site mapping and technical optimization and everything looks technical when I jump on my site. So what does Regix do as far as technical optimization? Yeah, so technical optimization is is really all about making sure that your website is performing at its peak for Google standards. Okay. Um, so that's, you know, mobile responsiveness. Increasingly so, most of our websites, we're seeing mobile traffic go up. Makes sense. Everybody has a supercomputer in their pocket. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that the user is having a good experience with the mobile phones. Okay. And Google knows what kind of experience they're having with mobile phones because they're able to track, you know, what the the bounce rate is per device, Mm. which is how quickly a user leaves your website after they come onto the website. Right. So there's metrics like this that they're constantly measuring. And we got to make sure that one, it responds well. Two, the speed of your website is extremely important. Google's not going to rank a website that takes 10 seconds to load when there's another company that does the exact same thing with the exact same content, type of content, right? And Mm -hmm. it loads like that. Because that kind of ties back into the bounce rate because if someone goes to a poorly built mobile site, they're jumping off of it. (laughs) So that tells Google, hey, this is not a credible site. Someone probably just built this, you know, randomly. And kind of on that note of technical optimization, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about domains. Something I read, it was about domains. And if you get them from GoDaddy versus another company, that it changes your ranking or how Google looks at you as kind of a newer site Hmm. being put up. There's not much credit. Just curious if you have anything on that. Yeah, no, in my mind, if it has any weight, which I don't think it does, Mm -hmm. if it has any weight at all, it's such a small fraction of everything else that it really doesn't, it shouldn't take real estate in somebody's brain on where they registered their domain. If you got the domain, great. It's going to point to your website, mm-hmm. which at the end of the day is going to have everything that you really need. But right. your domain, in terms of domain and purchasing your domain, if you're doing SEO, and you mm-hmm. absolutely should, mm-hmm. I mean, Google is an extremely powerful tool. Yeah. Trillions of searches per year, and those users are looking for your products and services. Right. I mean, it changed advertising and marketing forever. Traditional right. marketing, TV advertising, like there's some segmentation and targeting that you can do there, but you're kind of shooting from the hip. Yeah, it's a timing right. thing. And it's a, something that has to be constant in order to get that message across in order for it to be valuable. Search engine marketing change the game. You're now marketing to people who have already decided, I need this. Mm. So even if it's a competitor's TV ads Mm. that got the interest going on some new product or some new service that's available out there, the user is still going to do their due diligence and go to Google and search for that product or service. And you have the opportunity to get in front of those people with search engine marketing. Change it forever. Because now you're able to be more strategic and find really your audience versus shooting so broadly and saying, man, I hope that, you know, that billboard out there gets, you know, customer or two, which there's no knock on, you know, some of these traditional methods. It's just, this is where it's going, obviously. Perfect, man. So another thing, one of my favorite things, man, is is UX. So I wanted to kind of talk to you about user experience. I know there's some platforms also out there that will allow you to improve your user experience. So I kind of want to talk to you and pick your brain about UX. So UX, it's really about the user's experience on your website. That's at the end of the day, it always comes back to the customers. Right. And if you're doing everything you can in order to 
improve their experience. We're talking about billboard and more traditional advertising, and I have a background in that. And I'm kind of doing this digital marketing deal with Regex SEO. And I'm not really preaching digital marketing over traditional advertising. Mm -hmm. They all have their place. They all have their place within the entire marketing approach. Okay. In terms of UX, that's mm -hmm. where this really comes in. So search engine optimization for all of our clients, we assign them a UX designer and they are able to study the analytics on mm -hmm. the website. Mm -hmm. They're able to install and study the heat mapping on the website, which right. basically shows you the most important elements on your website that mm. a user cares about. And they also have session recordings installed. So they can watch your users, your customers wow. in real time. They can go back and view, you know, how the conversion happened, what they're looking for at what point and what did they read mm. right before they went to the, hey, I'm going to call or, hey, I'm going to fill out a form. These guys are studying this and they're making sure the most important information that their customers are looking for is immediately available because mm -hmm. with that, users just feel comfortable. It's like mm. these guys are speaking to me. Like mm -hmm. all my questions, what I'm looking for, it's right there. I feel trust. Now I'm going to call you oh. or now I'm going to purchase or now I'm going to fill out this form. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Traditional advertising and billboard goes up. New traffic, right. new searches for your company, new branding. That's going to happen. Mm -hmm. That can only be as powerful as your website and wow. the user, the experience that that user has. So if you're investing in traditional advertising, mm -hmm. if you're investing into digital marketing, if you're investing into growing your business at all, all of this stuff, it all kind of funnels down to your website. And your website wow. really has one job, which is to convert that traffic into valuable actions for your business. If Phone you want to make money, that's my goal for my site, yes, yeah. to convert. I think that's so huge mm -hmm. to understand that it's not just an advertisement piece yep. or it's not just something to say, hey, this is something we got to check off the list. But this is websites are built to make you money. Mm -hmm. Even Facebook, even the social sites, they're, they're built to make money. And if it's not doing that, well, depends on what, what your goals are yeah. at the end of the day. But yeah. I think that's so important that your website sits at the center of your ecosystem, you know, your digital 100%. ecosystem, even outside of online, you mm -hmm. know, marketing. Like you said, with the billboard, they're going to go to that billboard, then go to your website. Yep. <laughs> so, what it sounds like to me is you need to be really investing into your SEO, investing into your UX and your and your website, because this is, I mean, where all your Facebook traffic, your LinkedIn traffic is all going back mm -hmm. to your website. So I think, man, that that's just, wow, yeah. mind blown times two. Times two. <laughs> Let's bring math into this. <laughs> You're talking my language. All right. So again, just... On UX, so I'm going to go back to kind of heat mapping and kind of expand on that idea a little bit, as well as the screen recordings and things like that. Why? Why heat mapping? I know you explained it, but can you go a little bit more into detail of why yeah. there is heat mapping? I mean, again, it comes back to the user. It comes back to your customer's experience with your brand. If a user is constantly going to an element on the on your website that's at the bottom of the the page. Why are we 
making them scroll to the very bottom of the page mm. to get what they're really looking for. How many of the users that come to your website and they're looking for that important element or are looking for that important piece of information and they don't ever get down to that far? It's about giving them exactly what they're looking for as soon as they want it. You know, we're such an instant gratification society. Right. The world is at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who are we to put more space and more time and more effort wow. in between what they're looking for? And those are the brands, those are the companies that are winning. Absolutely. At the end of the day, right now, you know, if we're looking at companies, the biggest, biggest thing that is driving companies is convenience. Mm-hmm. Look at Uber. Look mm-hmm. at Airbnb. Look mm-hmm. at the companies that are saving users time. And that's all user experience right there. And right. every business that's thinking about being successful or increasing their market share, they need to be thinking about user experience. And it comes down to that. UX to save time. I think that's our most valuable. We just talked a little bit about money, but I think time is even more valuable because that's something you can't get back. So if you can save people time, you have value just right there within your company and your website, of course. In terms of like saving time, like give me some like just a small scenario, something that you've seen or or just a a project that you've kind of walked maybe all these steps through, maybe just a quick snapshot of a case study. In terms of saving time, Mm -hmm. the biggest thing that I can recommend to businesses who are looking to expand their online profile, grow their business, Mm -hmm. is do it right the first time, you know? I mean, the majority of our customers Mm -hmm. are coming to us and they're saying, look, we're coming from agency A, agency X, and it didn't go anywhere. We were over-promised and under-delivered. Or we've got this website, it's built on this, you know, drag and drop website generator right, right. and it doesn't work or gotcha. it doesn't do what we want it to do. Gotcha. And we're having to redesign and rebuild mm. the whole thing. It's kind of hard to see all of that as somebody who is starting a company that's not within our industry. Like, right. where do you get all of this knowledge? Mm. You know, but if I'm starting a, a corporation and I'm wanting a franchise structure, and I don't know all of that, I'm gonna go and hire somebody that knows all of that, like the back of their hand. So if you don't have the knowledge to know the who, the what's, the when's, the why's, find who that person is and have them in your arsenal. Man, Josh, we could go on and on about SEO, but I just felt like I took a crash course just now. I'm sure our <laughs> audience did. I know people are going to reach, want to reach out to you and, and get more you know, information or have more questions. What's the best way to do that for people? 100% through our website. Right, it's, the website. it's regexseo.com, mm-hmm. R-E-G-E-X-S-E-O.com. <laughs> yes, represent. And, uh, you know, call us up. You know, okay. our company line's on there. Our contact form is on there. All that stuff comes directly to our team. And, you know, there it is. Awesome. So you just go on there and uh, fill out a form and Josh or one of his team members will reach yeah. out to you? I'm on the phone with you two uh, minutes later. Oh, man. You, you fill you out the, the form, <laughs> bam. Josh is heat mapping you. He is tracking you. Heat mapping. <laughs> you have been targeted. You have been targeted. <laughs> awesome, man. Josh, anything you want to uh, leave with our audience, man? Man, thanks for having me on, awesome. number one. It's been a lot of fun. You got a really great space here. So, thank you. Yeah, look forward to coming back. Yeah. All right, man. Sounds good. Thank you, Josh. Cool, man. Thanks. I hope you got as much out of this episode as I did. If you'd like to stay up to date and learn more about B2B Growth Hacks, just head over to speakerboxmedia.com 
Thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode, and we'll catch you next time on B2B Growth Hacks, a podcast powered by Speakerbox Media.